Happy Friday, everybody. Sherman here, the crazy agent. Hope you're having a fantastic now, the moment that you listen to this. Sherm's speaking series, talking today about personal development, specifically about confidence and how there is that phrase, fake it till you make it, and it can hold true. I think where people sometimes they get confused is that they started to buy a lifestyle. Confidence isn't a lifestyle. Confidence is the way that you engage, the way that you interact, the way that you um, hold yourself. So it's not about going out and buying that car or buying that house. That's not faking it till you're making it. Um, faking it till you make it is that you decide to go and call in on some of those quote unquote big potential clients. So if you're, if you're normally dealing with, um, if you're a realtor, um, let's use that as an example, and you're not very confident with the real estate market. And so you end up talking to people that, you know, want to sell a, you know, $80,000, $120,000 house instead of the $1 million listings because you're afraid to talk to those quote unquote wealthier people. I put wealthy, by the way, in parentheses. What you do to be able to show that you have confidence is you call on them anyway. And um, you might not have all the answers, but you're going to at least give the impression that you can get them all the answers. And that's where I find a lot of people, they, they make the mistake thinking that, oh, I can only be confident when I know everything. And that couldn't be more far from the truth because no one is going to have a monopoly on intelligence. And in the housing market, it is changing, especially from a cyclical perspective of, um, you know, we're at the, we're at the high, we're at the low, we're kind of in the middle. Um, it seems like there's a lot of expansion. It seems like there's a lot of retraction. It just depends. It just, it just is constantly changing. <clears throat> and one of the things that we do understand is that all professionals are learning as they go through. And so you want to give the impression that you are confident and that you could sell that house, even if you've never done it in your life. You know, um, getting that $1 million listing might be the a combination of three of your highest houses that you've ever sold before or two of the highest houses. And so this would be really out there for you. If you can give the impression that you can get it done and if they have any questions, you can turn it around to them within a really quick manner. I'm thinking like within 24 hours, you get them that answer. That's going to make them feel very comfortable, very confident that you know exactly what you're doing. The other thing that comes to mind in order to have this attitude of being able to quote unquote fake it till you make it or be able to um, have confidence when you aren't feeling very confident is to have a look at your body language. So a lot of times your body language, how you hold yourself can actually give off confidence or not. So if you want to feel confident, you should stand with confidence. You should have your shoulders back. You should um, you know, be standing straight. You should have a good firm handshake. You should be able to look people in the eye when you talk with them. And I'm not saying that in order to be confident, you need to be someone that wants to speak, public speak, or be really gregarious at a party or the, or the attention of the, of, um, or, or want the center of attention. Having confidence means you know how to hold yourself physically and that you can accomplish things and that you are not, um, you are not afraid of 
the fears of what others might be thinking. You aren't afraid of what others might be thinking. You aren't, you aren't fearful that you can't get the job done. And so that confidence really comes down to the decisions that you're making. Someone that lacks confidence is not making decisions to put themselves in a good position to win. And so you want to have a look at your decisions that you're making because that can be the very the, the first telltale sign that you actually lack confidence. And so as you look at your decisions that you're making, are you driving towards those things that you want? So if you're, for example, if you're not confident with your physicality, with your body, then what might be lacking is your lack of decisions to actually control the health and nutrition um, of your decisions on a daily basis. So being able to be active is something that's moving confidently towards wanting to get to a better healthy status. Man, Sherman, you had a lot of topics today to talk about. And they're very interesting topics to say the least. Um, you know, something that I was thinking about, you know, as I'm noticing the news out of Facebook that they're trying to make it, keep it more personal and less business, it's kind of interesting what you're saying because they're they're trying to get away from the advertisements supposedly and the business and the politics of the, what has basically ruined their business. Like speaking for myself, I've gotten away from Facebook because it's become so toxic and so volatile and people are so sensitive and watching every single thing they say. And even when employers are looking at you, they're looking at your Facebook, they're looking at your social media. So it's like, it's like a tightrope that, that people are walking. And my generation, I mean, I'm 45, I'm not afraid, but I am cautious about what I say, how I say it, who I say it to, because you never know who you're gonna offend. You're absolutely right, Jason B. Thanks for that, Colin. Um, unfortunately, there is a lot of sensitivity to the various words that we're using, and we almost get like stuck on, oh, you can't use that word, you have to use this word, or you can't say it like that. When, when the, if the intent's not to offend somebody, so let's say, for example, I called someone white. I'm not trying to be offensive, I'm just saying it's a description of what your skin color is. Now, somebody might say that that's, that's dumb, you should be classifying people on the job description, or on, on someone's physical appearance. It's like, let's say we're in a room of a thousand people, and we're at um, the NAACP, and I tell to you, oh, the person that I was talking to was that white person. There's really good odds that might be me just describing it that way, then you know exactly who I'm talking about. I think there's this oversensitivity with those kinds of things. And I'm not saying that you need to be able to segregate people in the different boxes. I'm just saying a lot of times people end up using um, different ways to be able to describe people in what's, what's easiest. Um, and so what's interesting is you get to different cultures, especially outside of the United States, and this obsession, let's say, of physical appearance isn't there, like mainly because, like, let's say you, you and I lived in China, there's 1.3 to 1.5 billion people there, uh, like 99% of them are Chinese. 90, like, not, and, and of those Chinese, 100% of them have black hair. They have, you know, the same color looking skin. And so in the United States, we have a really weird um, mix. It's, it's a tossed salad. It's a, it's a mixed bag of a multitude of different cultures and races. And it's one of the very few countries out there that's as, as diverse as we are. And so for me, I don't get caught up on the different words that I'm using. I, I try not to be offensive, right? I'm not going to use 
um, language that's going to um, be downright rude. And that's where I think there's a difference. Just because someone might say, well, I'm not trying to be rude, but, and then they'll say the rudest thing that can come out of their mouth. That doesn't, that doesn't allow you, by saying that phrase doesn't allow you, give you like the, the green light to say the most offensive things. What I, what I do think for a lot of people is that they get hung up on the, way, the word that somebody used. Like, so for example, somebody had asked, uh, I saw, um, they'd asked Gary Vaynerchuk, like he's trying to get rid of the word busy. And he's like, what do you think about that, Gary? And he's like, just don't care, right? Like, who cares that you don't use the word busy because you're trying to prioritize how you do things? That's your choice. Um, and like, some people are like, oh, I don't like using the word hustle because it has this connotation of like, you know, the, the 1970s, you know, gang, you know, drug, you know, gangbanger. Well, it's different today. It's 2018. It's not 1970s. So it doesn't matter that. For you, in your context, the word hustle is a bad connotation. Well, today, now people are using it when they're, when they're working hard. That's the new translation of it. And, and, and language evolves. And so we can't get hung up sometimes on the way that things are being said. Uh, the other thing that I would say that a lot of times people are offended by are just these sound bites. They'll, they'll read one snippet of something, and they'll think all of a sudden that they have literally uh, a complete and perfect understanding of what's going on. And they don't. Like, it reminded me of the, was it a few years ago that, unfortunately, uh, was, was it the Cincinnati Zoo that the child had fallen into the gorilla, and then the gorilla had grabbed this child and was, you know, kind of dragging it around. I can't remember if it was a he or she, the daughter or the son. And, and then, the, of course, then it had to get put down. And then, of course, like, everyone's, like, making comments. Nobody watched the video. Nobody watched the, 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 read the full article. Um, nobody watched the news uh, afterwards. But everybody had an opinion for those parents. Everybody had an opinion for the zoo. Everybody had an opinion for the gorilla. Everybody had an opinion for that child. And yet nobody actually, well, very few, actually read the full story before making their comments. They make their comments out of these outlandish remarks, and it was just kind of interesting. Um, and so I think a lot of times we live in a society of knee-jerk reactions where we take this one soundbite and we run with it. We look at these tweets that are 280 characters long, and then we freak out because uh, we think somebody's being, you know, biased on one way. No, it's the only way that I can describe it in 280 characters. So just relax. I think we need to relax. Wasn't that Freddie? Freddie Mercury. Relax. Sherm's out. I like this segment about generation gaps because for me, I'm on the borderline of, I mean, baby boomers were before me, so I was born in the 70s, so I don't know what generation you call me. Some people say Generation X, and then it's Millennials. Anyhow, to sum it all up, it, what's becoming such a difficulty is that people don't understand that social media can be used as a tool, like you're saying, but that tool only goes so far, and the accountability and the variability of those tools, you know, because when you submit a resume to a company online, you know, you have to depend on your LinkedIn. Well, I barely understand how to use LinkedIn myself. So it affects me tremendously, but doesn't stop me. It just makes me more curious and more driven to find out what do I need to do next. Thanks, Sherman. Hey, Sherman, how you doing? Fit Forward Julio here. I loving your content, man. This is awesome. I'm you know what? You made me want to check my LinkedIn again. 
uh, Julio Fernandez, and I'm going to check it out and see what I can do, see what I can update, and see how I can attack that for my waste business. I have Andrew Halling as my waste business, and I can see what I can do, what I can improve. You know, honestly, I had abandoned it a bit. You know, I wasn't getting a lot of traction there or anything, focusing more on Instagram and Facebook, but I'm going to check it out. Thank you very much for, you know, bringing that to mind. Have a blessed weekend. Fit forward, Julio. Sherman, you're the crazy agent. Thank you so much for that call and really appreciate that. And, you know, you, you express some sentiments that I think a lot of people feel in that you get onto these different platforms like a LinkedIn and you just don't seem to get a lot of response or a lot of um, engagement. And so you end up saying, oh, you know what? Not, not worth it. I think a lot of times before completely abandoning, you know, the, the tool itself is just to look at the overall strategy. And, I'm not, and I'm, so I'm not encouraging anybody to just spend hours upon hours on these tools. What I would say is um, encourage you though, is to find out what, how much do you want to post? How much do you want to get, engage? Um, what kind of a notifications do you want to be turned on? And then choose that according to you. Now, if you decide that you're going to put in like um, one hour a day, you shouldn't expect then to have rapid amount of growth at the end of one month or even after one year if you decide to put in you know four hours in on the tool in regards to engaging with others shooting out messages you're gonna see that kind of growth after 60 days and see even greater growth after one year because you're taking the time to really build relationships with these individuals which are people remember these are people and so a lot of times we cannot speed up that relationship building process than what people are able to handle at the time. And that can be a little bit frustrating for some of us who want speed, we want quickness, and in reality we just need to be a little bit more patient with the reality of how it's going to how long it's going to take in order to build relationships. Even though they are digital relationships, it's still a relationship nonetheless. And I think when people are able to find the strategy, then they don't then they're then they're able to handle that pace at which things are being built. So if let's say for example you decide, okay, an hour a day, well, so what I'm gonna do when I wake up in the morning or get right to the office, I'm gonna open up my LinkedIn, I'm gonna look at the notifications, I'm gonna congratulate people by actually going beyond that thumb, the beyond the like, and I'm gonna say, hey, congrats on the six years, congratulations on the 12 years. If I know them well, I'll say, you know, the company's really lucky to have you. You know, keep keep crushing it, keep giving value. And by being able to have that one step further in regards to engagement, it's gonna be a lot more enticing than the like, right? It reminds me of the people that basically say, I can't respond to everybody that said happy birthday, so here's a post that says happy birthday to every or thanks everybody for the well wishes. So the reason for that is because a lot of people just use the automated tool that just said happy birthday or they just liked it and they just, you know, so you have like, you know, 400 likes, but then you have 20 birthday uh, wishes. So I'd say go back to those 20 birthday wishes and say, thanks for that. Thanks for the thanks for reaching out. Appreciate that. Or at least like every single happy birthday comment. Um, and that's just a way to, again, start the engagement and have it be more meaningful. The 
uh, along the idea of having the strategy of when you're going to um, engage on the notifications is that also when are you going to post and if you decide to post what will you post and if you decide to go through your feed and like other people's comments or other people's posts maybe you make a comment maybe you decide to share something um, that somebody else has and that can be really enticing Plus, it can be very uh, informative in regards to what are you actually talking about? What are you excited about? What, what, what are you reposting? What are you sharing? What are you commenting about? That gives a good indication for those that are following you and, and connected with you what you actually are about. And so in, in, in building out a professional profile of yourself via LinkedIn, this can be a strong tool. So, um, Julio, really appreciate that call in. I would encourage everybody, look at your strategy and then you can look at what you should be doing from an engagement perspective and then being able to scale and have the right expectation for the results that you want. Sherbs out.